All right, everybody, um, as some more guests are filtering in, um, welcome to another segment here on the KO17 app. Um, I am super excited about our guest here. So my name is Kylie Omiller. Um, I am very, very excited to have fellow Long Island native, um, <laughs> um, Team USA star, my WPLL fight teammate, um, just an all-around rock star here today. I'll give her a nice formal introduction, but um, thank you all for being here, and I'm really excited to kind of dive into some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, uh, especially with September 1st kind of happening yesterday and all the excitement in the lacrosse world. Um, so for those of you who are listening here, thank you again for being here, for listening, for tuning in. And without further ado, I'd love to introduce our guest here tonight. Um, Sam Apuzo is here in the building, and I'm so excited. Sam, thank you for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Am I frozen right now? No, you're good. <laughs> okay, good. My computer is all acting up right now. <laughs> um, so for those of you listening, Sam herself, uh, she is a Boston College alum, also a coach on the staff there now. Um, she is a, I mean, amongst a million awards that she's won, she is an incredible lacrosse player, but also an incredible human. Um, so she's got all sorts of program points and goals and draw control records at BC. She's a Torton winner, a two-time Torton finalist, uh, three-time first-team All-American. She's a member of Team USA, member of the WPLL fight with myself. Um, and just like I mentioned, she is just an all-around awesome person, a great person for young girls to look up to. Um, and of course, lucky enough to call her a teammate and a friend because I know we were like rivals in college. So this is exciting that we're on the same side of the wagon. Um, but Sam, again, like I said, not like there could be a million things nice that I could say about you. And I'm so excited, to, so excited to be here today and kind of tap into like really what makes you um, who you are and how you got to this level. So um, first and foremost, the first segment that we like to start off with here, um, I think a lot of our interviews and things that we do, like in the lacrosse world, we just kind of, people just dive right into the yeah. lacrosse questions, right? <laughs> um, and we like to go a little bit deeper and kind of really tap into who you are as a person. So, um, three quick little questions that I like to call off to a good start. Um, so let us know something that you are thankful for today, Sam. Um, for today, I'm thankful for um, probably the support of my parents. I talked to them today, which for like an hour, which was really nice to kind of talk to them because um, I just moved up back up to Boston this week. So not having having them around in the house. Um, so I'm being thankful for like their support and everything. Well, that's awesome. How was the move? I know moving is um, definitely difficult. So how was the, especially right now too, how was the move going back up there? Um, it was good. It was, I was home for the whole summer due to COVID. Um, so it's nice to kind of get back into being in Boston and kind of back into some normalcy um, for what it is right now. Uh, moving was a little, not too hectic. I, I stayed in the same apartment, but just moved room. So I kind of, I got, I got the easy way out today. <laughs> that's super nice um because moving can definitely be a hassle so <laughs> thankful for those parents of yours right um but also so another thing here something that you are proud to say that you've accomplished today oh well because I just moved I finally unpacked everything which was a big accomplishment for me <laughs> <laughs> unpacking is probably I think the worst part of moving oh, when you pack it, you're like super excited and then yeah. When you get there, you're like, okay, can somebody do this for me? I know. I could live out of a bag for like two weeks if I had to. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. Oh, my goodness. It's probably because we kind of have to with the life that we live, right? Exactly, yeah. Everything we're doing. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, uh, something So something that you're pumped to go out and show, you know, tomorrow, it's in the next coming week, in the coming months, what would that be for you? Um. A little bit like more lighthearted um, is that I started playing tennis this summer. So tomorrow I'm playing tennis against Dempsey Arsenal. <laughs> so I'm excited to like compete with her tomorrow. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Demps? Um, I saw her middle of August. I I literally just got off a of FaceTime with her like two minutes ago. So we we talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you guys had an inseparable bond on the lacrosse field at BC, right? I'm sure it was on and off, and I think like on and off the lacrosse field, and I think mm -hmm. that 
there are definitely those people that we all meet, you know, through the sports that we play and through life and the things that like life has given us. So I would definitely say Dempsey's your girl. <laughs> I think yeah, anyone could tell that, right? <laughs> that funny. Um, you're the second person who has told me that they picked up tennis over these last couple months. Marie said really? it. It's yeah. like such a good workout. I love it. I'm not like great at it yet, but it, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think maybe that might be my next thing. It, I've never been good at it. I think it's because I'm like impatient. I don't yeah. Know. I don't <laughs> really like, so, yeah. <laughs> well, that's so funny. Let me know how that game goes. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Yeah, we get a live stream or something. <laughs> yeah, you should. Honestly, people need the content like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, let's hop right into it. I mean, I know that you just said that you got into tennis, but that's recent, right? Um, growing up, though, we grew up, you know, a couple towns apart from each other. Obviously, you played lacrosse. Like, when did you start? When did you first pick up a stick? You know, how did you get into the game? Um, and if there were other sports involved, like what was your intro to the sport of lacrosse like? Yeah, I actually grew up, I was more of a soccer player and basketball player. I didn't start playing lacrosse till um, fourth grade. It, a lot of my neighbors, um, some, who are my, some of my best friends still, were playing the season before and they're like, you're an athlete, just try it. And my, I have three older brothers, so my oldest brother who's closest to me in age played lacrosse and I just like always thought it was like his thing like he'll do it I'll do soccer basketball and then my family my parents finally like went out got me a stick and I literally remember coming home them coming home with all my equipment I was hysterical crying because I thought that they wasted all this money on me because I was like I don't sure I want to play like all this stuff and then I I ended up playing I I loved it it was such like a, a fun pace of a sport that I really enjoyed and all my friends were playing it from West Babylon and West Babylon actually had a really good like youth program. So I kind of got in into the sport at a good time and it kind of just ran with it after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So would you say that like, obviously not right when you picked it up, right? Sometimes it takes some people a little bit longer to like get into it or really fall in love with it. I think it's definitely a sport where, and we see it all the time when we're working with younger girls, right? It's not easy to first pick up a lacrosse stick and just be awesome at it. It's definitely something that takes a lot of patience. Yeah. Um, So definitely respect that about that story. But uh, where do you think, like, where do you think it switched for you? Where you said you were big in soccer and basketball. Where do you think that switch was along your journey where lacrosse became first? I think it started when I was in like sixth grade, seventh grade, when I realized like the opportunities lacrosse had for me, whether going to play in college, I know sixth grade is really early to think about me in college, but I knew that I was pretty decent. I played on a competitive travel team and I really enjoyed it. And I really saw myself kind of getting to that next level through lacrosse rather than soccer and basketball. I was decent at the other sports, but I knew I had a a definitely a better chance of getting at a really good school and and kind of furthering my kind of academic career, like potential for after, after college. So, and then in eighth grade is when I like really took that switch where I put lacrosse first. I kind of, slowed down playing the other travel sports. I still played basketball and soccer, um, but I kind of had a more focus on lacrosse at that point. Yeah, that sounds super familiar. I know that when we were growing up on the topic of, you know, September 1st, which for those of you who don't know listening is the um, now date that the next year of juniors, rising juniors, um, get to finally come in contact with college coaches. So um, it's been a little hectic in the lacrosse world today being September 2nd. But um, do you remember those days? Because I remember, you know, when we were in seventh and eighth grade, people our age were already verbally committing because there wasn't a rule yet. Yeah. Uh, So imagine that, right? Like you said, you were in sixth grade and you were starting to think about, um, you know, like maybe I could play this in college, but that was the reality, right? Like, and isn't it so crazy to see the difference I know we had such a different like recruiting and kind of whole entire thing. Like we were doing, like I was doing recruiting trips as an eighth grader and I'm like, me imagine doing that now as an eighth grader. I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. But like the thought of it, it's crazy that we used to do that stuff. I know. I know. It's crazy. And I'm so glad they made the the changes, right? Definitely better. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do think back on it, like what, 
what is it, eighth grade, 12, 13 years old. Like, again, I think my biggest argument for that, like you said, is when you look back on that, you're like, oh my goodness, you don't even know what high school is like yet. Yeah. Like, how do you know what college is going to be like, but yeah. it's really cool that you were able to kind of like, you know, find your love for lacrosse that young um, and really kind of recognize, of course, with like help from people around you that, you know, you could make a really cool future from the sport um, and from your passion from the sport. So um, on the topic of those other sports that you said that you continue to play, right? Like, what do you think were some of the things, maybe character traits, leadership traits, like um, teamwork aspects, things you maybe took from certain coaches or different games or different kind of like ways that you moved out on the on the basketball court or the soccer field that you took into your lacrosse career yeah I definitely think um a lot of my game is kind of translatable from my basketball career like I always think all my defensive attacking um kind of skills that I have I think I definitely take from my basketball like my ride kind of forcing and all that stuff because like I played midfield in high school, but I kind of used that, that defensive skills and, and that my like defensive and, and intuitive stuff um, through basketball. Um, and like, I had really great coaches through basketball too. Some of my favorite, my favorite coaches, just cause it is such a small team. So you get to know your, your coach, your player, your um, teammates a lot, a lot more than I think with a soccer team where there's maybe 20 girls, 25 girls. Um, but I think, I think basketball definitely um, helped me the most on, on lacrosse field, I think. I would definitely say that you are one of the best riders I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. So I'm um, lucky I'm on the, the same attacking unit as you now and not like a defender running up the field. But <laughs> um, no, that's, I think that's so huge, right? Like something that we always say to young girls that we're talking to is, is to continue to play other sports if you have the opportunity to, if you have um the ability to and I think you know you're a perfect example of being able to tie those those skills in on your into your lacrosse um kind of like what makes you who you are as a lacrosse player um kind of off that actually so I think this was something that this randomly came up when I was talking to Alex Ost which we all know um we love Alex mm -hmm. and um I think we we started to talk about like you said your ride is huge for your game right but what if you could explain or if you could describe your playing style in like a couple words what would you describe it as because I think this is such an interesting question I still haven't been able to answer it myself about myself I think we hear it from coaches and you hear it from yeah. like articles and stuff like that but you never get to explain yourself so what would you say about yourself there I like I don't really see myself as like a really like creative like tricky person I would say I'm very like in a few words I would say like I'm upright maybe like an upright writer um and then also like methodical of what I'm doing like strategic in that sense I don't like to exert too much energy if I don't have to <laughs> <laughs> okay well that is that's huge I mean not only on the cross field but in life if you don't have to put extra energy towards it right like <laughs> why do so that's awesome I love that you said methodical like, <laughs> that's a great word but uh upright actually caught me off guard. That was funny. <laughs> I just like I'm not very like fancy in the sense like <laughs> I cut and I, that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah you cut you dodge you score you get the draw you ride all the good things you got everything in your pocket so I would definitely say an all-around player there that's for sure um that's awesome. I, I think that's such an interesting topic, right? A lot of athletes get kind of like shoved in their face. Yeah. Hey, this is what kind of player you are, right? But we're never able to be like, hey, this is what kind of player I see myself as. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I love that you said that. It's cool to think about, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, obviously we were talking a little bit about like your journey growing up in the sport of lacrosse, right? When did you realize that BC was the spot for you? um throughout your recruiting process what was it that turned you there yeah um bc was actually one of the last schools that i decided to visit it definitely wasn't on my radar um i during my whole recruiting process i was kind of hoping i would go to a, like a top school or um like someone that like constantly always in like that championship or, or in the finals um so in the earlier parts of my recruiting process i was going to a lot of those schools a lot of big acc schools the big 10 um, and then it wasn't until a family friend had 
mentioned that Acacia was taking over the program because it was going to be her first year. And she's a really great coach, has like really great plans. She's bringing in a lot of great players to kind of boost up this BC team. And I was, that really interested me. And I, I trusted this, this fr uh, family friend that kind of gave me the advice. So I ended up going on a, a visit to them. And beforehand, I didn't even know that BC was a college at all. I've never even heard of it. So that was pretty embarrassing going to the school. I'm like, what the? Um, so I kind of after that, and I was like, I walked on campus and I think some people have this experience and some people don't where you walk on to the campus and, and you know that's the place for you. And I luckily did. And I was like, this is, this is where I want to be. This is exactly where I fit, um, which was like a great um, kind of thing for me because I'm really picky in the sense where I never know I want to go some this way, go, go far away, stay close. So getting onto BC campus and knowing that that was the spot for me um, kind of sealed the deal. And I, I love the coaches. I love the girls on the team and, and it all just kind of fell into place. That's awesome. I mean, I, you mentioned it perfectly, right? Like some people are lucky enough to have that moment like that. Okay. I'm home kind of moment. Right. And that happened for me too. And again, it was another one of those situations, like you said, that it wasn't on your radar. And that's, what's really cool about the recruiting process. And, um, you know, people who, who have these dreams and have these aspirations for themselves, sometimes they're, um, behind hidden doors, right? Yeah. Like they're behind, um, in places that you never would have imagined or at colleges that you didn't even know existed. So that's really, that's really funny. <laughs> and now you're like, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine my life without BC. Exactly. Literally, you could not, I can't, you can't get me out of the school. <laughs> Trust me, you, you and I are the same in that sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Um, so I think like, can you think back to, you know, kind of, of that process for you right like before you went on the visits as it was getting you know kind of exciting and you knew like hey I want to play at the highest level like what were some things that your mentors maybe coaches parents um even yourself what were you telling yourself that was going to be important for you to maybe like showcase on the field what did you want college coaches to see in you when you were playing um I think like during those big showcase tournaments and all that stuff there is a lot of stress or some anxiety going into it and always people always told me like some of my mentors um like at Shannon Smith she's a kind of a Long Island player so she's gone through it beforehand and she was one of my coaches and she was always just like take your time like don't stress like showcase on a showcase is there like for you to be able to really kind of show all your talent. So being able to show that you're a very well-rounded player, that you're not one dimensional was always like a big thing for me. So being, when I was getting recruited, I was a midfielder. So working hard on the defensive end, just as hard as I was working on the offensive end, working twice as hard on the draw. So making sure that I'm not just this one, I'm not placed into a box as just a righty attacker or just like good at, at the draw. So I'm really kind of focused on making myself as dynamic and as versatile as possible. So when I did get to college or if I got recruited that I was able to go on to multiple different avenues. I wasn't just kind of put into a, a certain box that I necessarily didn't have to be in. If I, if I was able to showcase that I was, I had a, a little bit more talent than just one thing. So important. You know what uh, our coach Joe Spolina calls that? He calls that not being a one-trick pony. So yeah. <laughs> I love that you were saying it in a different way because yeah. I've heard trick pony a lot in my career. Um, so I love that you were saying a one-dimensional box. I love that. Um, different way of saying it, but same idea. I love it. Um, so, I mean, you finally get to BC, right? What's it like stepping onto campus? What's it like, you know, getting into those workouts? Um, and can you talk a little bit about your freshman year? I mean, I know you had some, some ups and downs, right? Can you talk about what that was like for you? Yeah. Um, so getting there freshman year, there's definitely a lot getting thrown at you. You're now going to conditioning, you're going to strength training. It's just a different pace than I was um, doing in high school. Uh, definitely in the fall is a little bit hard to adjust to, but as you're there, you got to get used to the schedule. You get used to your time management. Um, which was really helpful for me. I had a lot of really great upperclassmen at the time when I was a freshman that 
kind of guided us through everything. So it, it, you never felt like you were doing it on your own. Um, I kind of, like you were saying, I, I had a few, few hiccups because my freshman year kind of, I halfway through the season, I actually tore my ACL. So that was a really um, hard time for me just because I've always had so many friends that have done it. And I, at the time I was like, that's never going to happen to me. Like it just, it wasn't a thought process that that, that could be something that I went through. And, and it was, and it was kind of a slap in the face in the sense where this could happen to anyone. And like, you have to be tough enough to be ready for it. Um, and that was some of like the best advice I got during my ACL was from my head coach, Keisha. She called me right after I got my, MRI results and she was like listen you can you can be sad for 24 hours and after those 24 hours you have to get to work and I was like you're right like I, I can't sit here and sulk I can't just be sorry for myself like I have to prepare because my teammates are counting on me in 12 months to be ready for the next season so um, that was kind of like the biggest thing and it was definitely a hard hard moment in my life but I think it it really made me a better teammate also like so much more um mentally strong i think and i think for lacrosse and even all sports like mental strength is not really talked about as much as it should and, and it's such a big part of our game and a big part of athletics in general so i think that kind of experience really like realized that made me realize that i am a lot more mentally strong than i initially thought and kind of made me a better player on the field when I get in those tough moments or those kind of on the line games, um, just because I've gone through tough experiences before. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know that's definitely not an easy time to look back on. So, um, but I think that obviously it's made you a stronger person, stronger player, stronger teammate, like you said. And, um, you know, if anyone ever goes through something like that, you can definitely reach out to Sam because she's got some great advice right there. Um, <laughs> So speaking on the other side of that, can we share some of your favorite memories from BC? Like some locker room moments, some of the bus trips, or, you know, I know you guys won some really, really massive games. So what were some of like your favorite memories from those, those four years? Um, I think my, probably my favorite memory was um, our first kind of trip to the final four in 2017. We were, such a, a dark horse to get in there. And I think we all looked around, we we're like, we're we playing in the final four this weekend. Like we were all like surprised, but like felt like we kind of, we earned it. We fought through a lot of hard games to get there. And I think walking on to Gillette Stadium my sophomore year. And for those of you who don't know Gillette Stadium, it's where the Patriots play. So huge, huge Massachusetts, like a holy grail of a place. Um, so being able to walk on the same field as like Tom Brady and all those players is it, it was such like a surreal feeling and like you're walk you turn your head and like all these like billboards and all these stands are like, how are we a small BC lacrosse team playing at Gillette Stadium right now with, among some of the best athletes in the world. Um, so that was kind of like a very surreal moment for, for me and I think my whole team, uh, which was definitely kind of something I'll, I'll remember forever being able to play there. That's awesome. I mean, I'm sure it was a completely different feeling um, than playing there with the WPLL a couple of years later, right? I mean, like that is like, first of all, it was such a cool experience to just be there. Like I remember that playing in that, in that game. Um, but I mean, when we talk final four, like, that's something like you were saying, like you guys looked around and you're like, did we really do this? You know, that's something that, um, as a lacrosse player, like it's like the holy grail of the sport, right? And playing in the final four and um, and division one, playing in the final four and just knowing that there's so many eyes on you, right? Like what was what was that like being there and like what what was the atmosphere like? Like the the people there, was it were the stands packed? Like was it just super exciting to be there? Yeah, it, it felt like we had the home home field advantage because we were in Boston, we were in Massachusetts, so every every the everyone's family, their friends family, friends, like I've had more people come to that game than I probably have like been around at all. Like, I think that was probably our, our most sold out um, game we had at BC, which was so exciting with fans were going crazy. We had a night game that first round and BC kind of 
our like color or stand colors, everyone wears neon green. So like looking to the sideline and seeing an ocean of neon green was an unreal feeling and it kind of just definitely like hyped us up and got us going a little bit more um, to see everyone out there. That's awesome. Uh, you kind of gave me chills just thinking about that, right? One of those like sport moments where you just like, you can describe it and still just remember the exact feeling being in it. Um, those moments are so important. We hold on the, onto those forever, right? Yeah. Um, so something you mentioned before that I thought was, you know, really important to touch back on and um, I wanted to talk to you about it as well, right? Like you said that, you know, the mental strength part of sports um, and kind of like that self-confidence going through tough times and being able to bounce back, you know, hitting obstacles, being able to climb over them, um, and then using all those things to be able to kind of move forward and attack new challenges, right, in the future. Um, so I think like, you know, what can you say about maybe in the minute sense of it, right? When we're on the field and we make a mistake or when we're, you know, um, down a couple goals, like what, what is going through your head to kind of like come back from those mistakes and, and how do you get your teammates up and up and at them ready to go again? I actually, I kind of rely a lot on my teammates and, but more in the sense where, whenever I'm in a slump or I just dropped the ball or I had a turnover, I always think like, you know, Dempsey needs me right now. So I can't sit and kind of be sorry for myself. So like, or, or my defender needs me to go help or and help in the ride and slow down the ball. So a lot of that, whenever I'm in this a rut or, or in a bad place, I always just think about my teammates are, are working so hard, like for me to, to feel bad or, or sit out a play is just doing them a disservice and, and not helping. Um, so I kind of rely on my my teammates and knowing that they need me at my best um, to try to really get me through that and kind of get over that hump and, and keep going and keep playing as hard as I can. I love it. Um, so I think something that you said was awesome and something that I think is really big on Team USA, right, is like, knowing that everybody, you know, has their own superpower, like coach Jenny Levy always yeah. says, right. And just kind of like relying on our teammates and knowing that, um, you know, if I give 110%, like I know Sam's going to be next to me, do give it 110%, like everyone on the field. And when that's collectively put together, it's going to be a really awesome product out there. And we're going to ultimately, you know, be, be fighting to the end. Right. Um, and I think a question that, you know, we get a lot and a question that a lot of, you know, young girls have asked through KO17 lacrosse as well as, um, you know, in the locker room before games or in warm-ups, right? Like if you're super nervous or if you're, you know, a young girl, think back to your, your like showcase days, your tournament days, right? You're like in the drive with your parent on the drive with your parents down the Jersey Turnpike, like <laughs> super anxious, really nervous, just thinking about all the possible things that could go right, all the things that could go wrong. Um, how are you staying like mentally in it? What are some tips and tricks that, that you kind of have taken from your journey and kind of help you in those moments? Yeah. I mean, even like in college when I used to get nervous, but when I was younger too, I, something that I always like told myself or, or I've kind of thought is like to stay present and stay what I'm doing right now to not, to not think too far ahead or, or think too much. Um, cause when I, me personally as a player, when I, when I get in my head and I, I create like crazy scenarios and all that stuff, it, it definitely throws me off. So something that I, I really focus on is staying in the moment and kind of dealing with what I need to at the time. So whether I get on the field and, and I'm just focusing straight on my stretching, I'm not thinking about the first whistle or when I get up to the draw, I'm just thinking about this first draw, not the player we're going to run when we get down there and get the ball. So just playing each moment by moment and not not overthinking it not creating these scenarios it's, that can just kind of drag you down and, and you're losing that like that strength and that that energy on thinking stuff that may not even happen um versus kind of staying in the moment and, and really exerting all that energy in what you're doing currently that's an amazing piece of advice because i think um, in sports and especially in lacrosse, right? We're a lot of times taught, especially as we get to higher and higher levels, taught to think ahead, think a play ahead, think a slide ahead, think 
um, you know, a moment ahead just to kind of be ready, but you're doing this in a sense of more keeping yourself grounded um, and keeping yourself in the moment. Because if you look too, too far ahead, um, then you're just going to find yourself in all these different mental scenarios. And I think that's something really, really important to take. Um, definitely something I'm going to add into my routine. Um, definitely need a little bit more of that, right? Sometimes it's, it gets exciting out there. I just yeah. want to make like 87, please. <laughs> but um, like you said, like you gotta, you gotta stay, you know, in it and stay in the moment, especially for your teammates, just putting the two things that you've, you've talked about um, last together, right? Like those two things are so, so important. And it's what makes up who you are as a player and how you've become so successful as a player and a teammate. Um, so also as like, you know, the incredible lacrosse player that you are, you've also become this really important role model, right. For young girls and a lot of young girls listening to this right now, right. Like they idolize you. They want to be Sam Apuzo when they grow up. And that is really special. Like what is, and what's really special about having that platform is that you can, be completely yourself, right? And you can really promote just like, hey, this is Sam Apuza, like this is who I am. And like, if you want if you want me to be your role model, like this is what, this is me, right? Um, what would you say if someone, you know, were to be looking up to you, what is like one of your biggest messages to these young girls that you want to be able to portray? I think like first, I, I never really imagined that I would be in a position like this. So um it's kind of crazy to even think like you and I like we grew up on Long Island everyone plays across and for the fact that we are in this position we are we do have this platform to not only share who we are but like kind of motivate and, and help the next generation of lacrosse players which is such an incredible honor and like mm -hmm. something that I take really serious and it is really important to me to be able to be a role model for other people um I think one of the like the biggest things that I would like to take in, in my game, like to be a role model and kind of express is that um, to be like a really lighthearted player and, and kind of not take yourself too seriously. I always loved play, like having fun when I play. And, and like, I think that's said a lot too, but just like enjoying the game and, and when you're making mistakes, especially in like a practice or anything, be able to laugh it off. Like, at BC practice, I used to be cracking up the whole time. Every time I missed a pass or I did something kind of silly, it's like, it's okay to, it's okay to laugh at yourself. It's okay to be like, have fun with it. It's not always like do or die. It's, it's, you should be enjoying what you're doing and, and something I always enjoy. And it kind of really, ref I think I hopefully it reflects in what, how I play. Um, but definitely have a little bit more fun, fun with it. Love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, I think you know from playing with me for the last two years that I'm definitely the same way. So <laughs> we're always cracking jokes out there. I think those are some of my favorite moments and that kind of like ties into my next question that I want to ask you about. But, you know, being able to kind of go from playing college ball, being with your sisters, right, for four years and, and chasing after those dreams together and having those moments on and off the field and then, you know, taking that next step into the professional realm. Um, and everything that we do now, right. And making all these new friends and all these people that went to completely different colleges that we were playing against in the biggest games of our lives. Like, for example, you and I, right. Like, this is really cool that we get to be able to come together. Like 2017, we probably wouldn't have thought this was going to happen. <laughs> right? like, and none of us did. And it's so cool that we are able to, to play for the same, the same colors now um, and be able to kind of learn these little nuances about each other on the field when we go to these tra training weekends with Team USA and, um, you know, games with, with the fight over the last couple summers. Um, and it's really, really fun. But I think, you know, just going off of that, like, what are some of your, you know, favorite moments and what is like, what would you say is your favorite part about representing, you know, Team USA and being able to go to those training weekends with those girls? Yeah, I, it's, it is crazy, like, that we are, like, on the same team now, which is never imagined, but I think, in all honesty, like, being on Team USA is the fact that we can do that, the fact that someone I looked up to, like, Kayla Trainer, when I was, like, in high school, like, her playing college, it's, like, the fact that her and I now coach with BC together, like, we're really close friends, and now I get to play with her, it's just, like, mind-blowing to me that 
I'm able to play with someone that I looked up to growing up, like when I was in high school and these incredible players. Uh, like there's so much talent. There's so much personality on our team that it's, everything flows. Like, like you're saying, we all come from different places. We all come from different colleges, different places around the country. And like the fact that we, we can come on a team only seeing each other so many times a year and, and be able to have such good team chemistry flow so well. And it definitely takes time. I think me coming in only last year, I think it was a little me, me and Dempsey came in, coming in, we were like a little intimidated because it's just every, there's so much talent, so much like really big names in the cross and coming on, but it's, it's great to see like how everyone meshes together so nicely and everyone compliments one another on the field and also off. Um, so I think that's definitely my, my favorite part of it. I love it. You said it perfectly. We compliment each other on and off the field. And, um, you know, I think one of the coolest parts too, right, is we're all like in the same boat in a sense of we came from college lacrosse. Like I said, right, we were with like 30 other people every single day. You had lift, you had conditioning, you had practice, you probably had class together with some of them, probably lived together with some of your teammates too. And then you know, you go into this world now where you, you're coaching or you're on your own and, um, you know, you come together every so often, every couple months with your team. Um, what was that kind of like transition like for you? You said you, you know, it was a little bit new for you and Dempsey last year, right? And I know all of us kind of struggled with it a little bit differently, right? Like it's a totally different realm, but you definitely still got to be playing your, your best lacrosse. So, um, you know, I think what was, what was some of your struggles with that? I think not being in college anymore I think my motivation of working out going out and playing wall ball it it's not that it wasn't there I think it was harder to find because now I didn't have a schedule of someone telling me exactly what time I have to be there what I, what time I have to be at conditioning now I kind of had to make that schedule for myself um, which is something I'm still kind of working on um, it's not it's not the easiest because no one's really there you're, you're the only one that's keeping you accountable is yourself Mm -hmm. um like when you're in the moment so I think that's something that I struggle with but I, I've definitely I've been working on um and I think kind of just going off what we were saying going up as long like as much as we do mesh and and kind of we have really great chemistry it's still kind of a learning process of learning your teammates especially on the offensive end like me learning how you dodge Kylie and then also learning how like Molly Hendricks likes to pass the ball and I think stuff that stuff like that, that can't came second nature to when you were at like in college, when I was at BC, like I knew my teammates back in front. Cause I was with them for eight hours a day at practice and all that other stuff. So it was, so it came a little bit easier. So now I'm kind of realizing that I do have to learn this and I, it's a little bit more sped up than it had been in the past, but it's so important to our game and to our like team chemistry. Um, yeah. I think, I think, that definitely it's a learning process and it, you kind of realize it, but um, it de eventually comes and it makes it a little bit easier. For sure. I can definitely, you know, back you up on that. I think it's, it goes from like a, a team mentality and a team motivation, right. To more of a, a self and an inner motivation and an inner purpose that you got to try and find. And it's, um, it's definitely an ongoing process, right? Like some days are better than others. And I think yeah. we can, definitely connect that to the last couple months and what the world has been going on, you know, what's been going on in the world and with all the COVID and everything that has, you know, kind of canceled a lot of our games, canceled a lot of our, our regularly scheduled things. Yeah. Um, we've had to have, kind of look inward and find a lot of, you know, inner motivation, not just at the professional level now, but all the way down to the youth level and through to the coaching and through to, you know, everything in life, not just on the lacrosse side. So um, it's good to have a little bit of practice with it, I guess, right? <laughs> um, so uh, talk to us. I mean, who is Sam Apuzo off the field, like without lacrosse? What are some of the things that you're into? I mean, you have an adorable new puppy. Can we oh, talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I miss him so much because he's actually my, like, my family dog. So he's back in West Babylon on Long Island without me. I'm like, I like, pictures all over my room of him <laughs> I'm so sad so I'm that's like a that's a sore subject right now <laughs> <laughs> is his name Ollie yeah is that your dog's name too yes. <laughs> <laughs> how fun look at us what else what else does Sam Apuzo love to do 
Um, I actually, so since in Boston, I, I don't live far from the beach. So I go, I go to the beach a lot um, on Long Island. I love going to the beach. So that's kind of like a, a really good, like relaxing pastime for me. Um, I also, I was never really a big reader until quarantine happened. So doing a lot of reading now, which is really good for me. Just, yeah, it's, it's definitely been going well. I'm definitely not the fastest reader and that's okay, but um, I feel better when I'm like not just staring at my computer and watching TV, like being able to pick up a book and like learn something. I do a lot of, I read a lot of uh, memoirs, which I, I think some people kind of think they're boring. I thought I find them really interesting. So do you have um, any good uh, recommendations for us? Um, I just recently read Educated. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. It's a really good one. Definitely pretty crazy, but it's really good. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Always need a new, you know, book to add to the list. So yeah. I appreciate that. Anything else you wanted to add to that? Sorry, I kind of cut you off because I know <laughs> you're good. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's re- like this whole entire quarantine. I played with my dog like every single day. So that's really taken up a lot of my time. Oh, um, you're probably missing him so much. I'm sorry. I'm my sorry. Mom I'm like a, my mom gave him a haircut like and literally like bot- botched his face. So like, he looks a little scary right now. Oh, no. <laughs> That's adorable, though. I'm sure you're missing him. I'm sorry I brought up such a sore yeah. subject. <laughs> Just means you're going to have to get your own puppy, right? That's I my know. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'm ready for my own dog yet. <laughs> I know. I'm with you. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, I mean, last topic that I really wanted to get into with you. I mean, we talked a lot about your journey up until now, right? And, um, you know, what are, what are some of your goals for these next couple of years, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to ask you a five-year plan. Like, those are always scary, <laughs> right? But, like, what are your goals for your lacrosse career? What are your goals for, you know, women's lacrosse in general? What are your goals for, you know, for you in these next couple of years? I mean, I think for right now, I'm still kind of feeling out what I want to do with lacrosse. I, I love lacrosse so much, and I, I have such a passion for it. Um, and it's definitely something I want to I wanna make a career out of. i just not sure what avenue I really want to attack yet, whether it's college coaching or I'm even considering staying in, like, more of a club prep, prep school kind of avenue or, or kind of doing my own thing. So I'm thinking I'm kind of using this year as a – my last year as a grad assistant to see if college coaching is something I want to pursue. Um, I love being with the girls. I love being on a college campus. So it's definitely something I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards more. Um, but I think on top of that, I, I, I want to continue playing as much as I possibly can with that, hopefully a new league for our, our pro team or poss- possibly making the, the U S team and playing the world cup. So those are definitely like, bigger goals that I'm, I'm definitely that's motivating me to do as much as I can right now, whether it's working out, playing lacrosse. So kind of looking for the, looking forward to the future in that sense, um, playing wise. And, and I think all of our, our, our dreams to get that, our, our sport into like the biggest stage athletic stage is on the Olympics. So doing whatever I possibly can to kind of help that and, and pursue that, that journey and that goal um, is definitely part of part of what I'm gonna try to push for the next next five years or so, hopefully sooner. Um, but yeah, <laughs> awesome! Really great goals. I mean, you you crushed my five year plan yeah. question there. I mean, <laughs> I know it's like at our age, it's like the least favorite question. Oh, Anytime yeah. anyone asks, like, what do you? What are you what I'm doing next, next week? week? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what day tomorrow is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, let's get into the fun stuff while we wrap this up. Um, we had a couple questions from our KO17 lacrosse family, um, some of our girls, some of our parents, and um, a couple of them, you know, had to do with, you know, Team USA and you personally. So we'll just hop right into those. Um, so I think – Let's go with this one because we haven't really talked too much about how, I mean, incredibly talented you are at the draw. Um, but, and I'm sure you get this question a ton, but what tips or advice would you have for someone who's looking to, you know, advance their draw taking skills? Um, I would definitely, so something that I didn't kind of really, the draw wasn't something that I really like focused on until I got to college. I think in high school, 
at least when we were in high school, it wasn't as like thought about. And it was just kind of like, let's do the draw and then let's go play really hard defense or really strong offense. So I think in college that that flip kind of switch where the draw was such an important skill to kind of master. Um, and I was lucky enough that I, I kind of had some skills from, from high school, but I think perfecting and kind of really improving your reaction skills. So what I do a lot at home is whistles where literally like I either have someone have a whistle or I pre-recorded whistle. And every time I do it, I, I draw and you're just working on really quick movements. Cause that's kind of what the draw is. Like you could be going against someone who is faster, taller, stronger, but if you're quicker with your wrist, you're going to win the draw every time just because speed and that reaction is so important in, in getting the draw um, to exactly where you want it to be. Love it. You're going to have to teach me one of these days. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you ever take um, the draw, Carly? That's, you know, I love that you, you kind of flipped the question around on me, but honestly, so this is kind of funny. I, my sister used to take the draw at Islip um, in high school and I would be on the draw circle. Okay. But he wasn't winning them. Then we'd flip for like one or two, and I <laughs> just like rip it out. Yeah, just throw them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was the only time. So again, like you said, there was no technique whatsoever. No. Oh my god, it was just there as like kind of a distraction, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so I I know that there's a lot that you know, a lot of technique and a lot of skill and a lot of practice that goes into it, and it's an incredibly important aspect of the game, right? You obviously yeah. want as many touches as you possibly can with the ball on your side of, of the field. So, um, you know, you guys are huge in making that happen for us. Mm -hmm. But um, so another question from KO17 Lacrosse, what is your favorite game that you've ever played in? Oh, um, I would, I would probably say the 2018 semifinals against Maryland where we played at Stony Brook, which it was just such an exciting game. We played under the lights. Um, it was very back and forth and kind of like a, a true, like, back and forth lacrosse game. Um, yeah, I would definitely say that one. I think it was – and it was great to be, like, playing on Long Island with, with everyone, all my whole entire family was there. So that was pretty exciting for me. Pretty good stadium, right? <laughs> great stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite place to play. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I remember watching that game. Um, well, I didn't watch it while it was happening, but I watched it a couple of weeks later. And, you know, like you said um, before, how you had like that sea of neon green in the stands, like that's all you saw in all the highlights. I thought that was so, so cool. So that must have been such a cool feeling. Um, all right. So last but not least, you kind of touched on this a little bit as well. Um, we talked about, you know, kind of like your favorite moments of playing with Team USA, but, um, you know, what would you say is so – Maybe not favorite game, but what has been your favorite memory? Maybe like a funny story from a Team USA training weekend or um, traveling or a game or any kind of moments with some of those girls. Oh, um, trying to think. I forget who it was. I think we were playing someone's stick broke. I Do you remember that? I feel like I maybe it was what what game was that? Do you remember? Because I feel like I know what you're talking about. I feel like it was raining and I can't or maybe it was a practice and like literally someone's stick snapped and was like I might have been it would it might have been um Meg Daddy. It was like Yeah, I think it was Meg. It was either yeah, Meg or it was probably and it was I have a feeling it was like on Michelle Tumolo's arm, who was like the smallest player and probably snapped it over her arm. <laughs> That's so funny. And you know, it's like I feel like that happens a lot in men's lacrosse right because they just hit so hard so when it happens in women's lacrosse obviously like we hit hard too right yeah. especially at that level like I know you and I and Tumlo and trainer like we come off the field with oh my bruises. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not used to it I'm not playing as much I'm like every time I get hit I'm like oh my god <laughs> Jeez. I know we gotta do some one-on-ones or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's so true whenever it happens and the stick breaks in like a woman's game or in practice everyone's like wait what just happened yeah during and, our, our BC games at one point I don't know what happened but Dempsey threw the ball and her literally the head of her stick just flew off we're like okay <laughs> she like just tried it off the field we're like what's going yeah. on yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. 
All right, we'll keep the laughs going here. Um, just a laugh, last quick segment I like to call quick finishes. As you know, we like to do those in tight, uh, right on the crease. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty much like a speed round. Uh, random questions, fun questions, bucket list questions, whatever it is. But quick awesome. kind of like speed round, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here. You ready? Yeah, I think so. All right. <laughs> okay, favorite place you've traveled to? Um, Scotland. Ooh, ice cream or cookies? Uh, ice cream. That's a hard Favorite one. thing to do on a rainy day? Um, read now. Yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could play any other sport professionally, what would it be? Beach volleyball. Ooh, good answer. I like that answer. I'll be on your team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing on your bucket list. Um, live in Australia for a few months. Tacos or pizza? Tacos. <laughs> Best concert you've ever been to? Uh, Zach Brown Band, definitely. Good one. Jones Beach, awesome. Oh, Jones Beach, I was going <laughs> to ask if it was at Jones Beach. It has to be. That's one of the it's, best. That's the only, yeah, only place to watch them. <laughs> I love it. That's one of the main things I'm missing this summer. <laughs> I the concert off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and last but not least, one thing you have on your to-do list tomorrow. Oof, I have a lot of emails to send, so I have to wake up and do that. <laughs> you got to beat Dempsey in a tennis match. Yes, that's, a, that's number two. <laughs> <laughs> that's all there, too. That's awesome. Um, first and foremost, I think we just became best friends because you yeah. answered all those with the same as my answers. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move to Australia for a month, and then we're going to play on a beach volleyball team and um, eat tacos the whole time. Cool. Yeah, okay. that sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sam. I mean, I'm sure that everybody listening took a bunch of wisdoms from you today. And that is honestly our main goal from these kinds of chats is just really tapping into, um, again, like what it's like to, for me to have met such awesome people like you through, you know, a sport as little as lacrosse, right. That we're trying to grow as big as we possibly want it to be. Um, it's just insane to, to know of the endless opportunities and, uh, to know that we have, you know, people like you um, by our side and on our team. And it's cool to be, like we said, on the same squad and just kind of pushing for the same things for the sport and for the future for these next generation girls. And um, I can't thank you enough for being here and for taking some time out of your busy schedule to, to hang out with us and, and share your wisdoms and your experiences. So um, again, thank you so much. And you are much appreciated from KO17 Lacrosse. <laughs> of course. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Thanks for awesome. watching, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, everybody. I'll see you guys again next week. Thank Bye, you. Sam. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.